In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. This is D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, here with the 155th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast, everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. Here we're going to look at the Seattle Seahawks, the Falcons' upcoming opponent, uh, briefly talk about the trade yesterday, Mohamed Sanu to New England for a second round pick. Well, we'll reserve comment until we hear from the team later today. Post some stories. Uh, you know, we've heard all the conjecture uh, with the trade and getting the second round picks appears to be a good deal for the Falcons. But let's turn our attention here to the Seattle Seahawks who will be coming in here, coming off of a loss to Baltimore, 30-16 to last Sunday, to drop to 5-2 and as they're trying to keep pace with the 6-0 and San Francisco 49ers in the NFC West. We're going to look at the offense, what makes that tick. We know, we know the answer there, Mr. Russell Wilson. Special teams, then the Seattle defense, look at the series record, and then do our statistical breakdown of the games. We'll put the Falcons' uh, offense against Seattle's defense, and then look at Seattle's offense against the Falcons' defense. So, Russell Wilson's off to a great start this year. He's completed 157 of 230 passes. Almost up to 2,000 yards already, uh, 1,945 uh, completion percentage of 68.3, uh, and an incredible 15 to 1 touchdown to interception ratio. He has a passer rating of 114.1, and is also off to just off to a great start here. He also, of course, is running the ball here 39 times for 178 yards and three more touchdowns. So he's accounted for 18 of the Seahawks' touchdowns this year. Now their running game is led by Chris Carson, uh, who went to Parkview High out there in uh, Lilburn, Georgia. Uh, Chris has uh, been following him since the combine. He went to Oklahoma State. Uh, originally, I believe, signed with Georgia, then saw those running backs there and said, hey, uh, might not get the ball that much here with uh, Michelle Chubb and uh, uh, all of those guys. So he goes out to Oklahoma State. He has a great career out there. He's with Mason Rudolph, uh, who's starting now for the Steelers. Uh, and once he gets back from the concussion protocol. But Chris Carson's having a fine career here uh, early in Seattle after coming off of an injury there. And uh, 
He's rushed the ball 139 times for 569 yards and two touchdowns. Now, Seattle, you know, they'll do the scramble deal thing. We'll hear Coach Quinn uh, dust off his two-play deal this week. He'll say, you know, there's the first play, then there's the second play when he scrambles around. And uh, Russell's not scrambling to run, but, you know, he can. Uh, He's looking to hit you with a pass and uh, have that coordinated where – the receivers know where to go uh, to break off their routes and, and be available to him. So Tyler Lockett is the uh, top receiver, 40 catches for 515 yards and four touchdowns. Uh, the tight end, Will Disley, second-year guy, was coming along great. Uh, had 24 catches and four touchdowns, uh, but he suffered an Achilles injury against Cleveland uh, two weeks ago. The rookie, D.K. Metcalf from Ole Miss, Mississippi, uh, in the SEC, has 20 catches for 389 yards and two touchdowns. So, y'all remember him. He was the uh, uh, internet sensation from the combine with his shirt off, with his all ripped off. He's all ripped up and just real, uh, you know, physical-looking kid. Uh, so, you know, Pete Carroll liked that, and they, they, they got him, and, uh, figuring out how to use him. 20 catches, 389, and two touchdowns. So we try to do offense, highlights the key players on offense, defense, and special teams. And we'll jump to special teams now. Number two, uh, Tyler Lockett. We're only going to feature him. He's the big one. He's the dangerous punt and kickoff returner. So that's about one thing that Falcons have, uh, Falcons have done good. They they haven't let any big returns out, so this will be a week to watch that. Make sure that they don't have that go bad for them in the special teams game. On defense, hey, they went out and got a. They traded for Jadavian Clowney, let Frank Clark go. Uh, Quentin Jefferson's playing good for him. Jaron Reed's coming back. Oh, Alabama. Uh, Omega Man is coming back for him. Uh, they're counting on him to help out. But they picked up Jadavian Clowney in the trade with the Houston Texans and also signed Ziggy Ansa, whose injury problems continue out there in Seattle. But, uh, you know, as you look at their defense, you see that, hey, they don't have that many sacks either. They only have 11, uh, which is 26 in the league, uh, despite adding those two pass rushers. But Coach Quinn pointed out on Monday that, hey, this defense revolves around the linebackers, Brian Wagner and K.J. Wright, two uh, tackling machines over there. So, you know, kind of it's going to be hard to run against this defense. So, you know, uh, not quite the Legion of Boom, but they've replaced it pretty well and uh, have a good, good uh, – Good grasp of what they're trying to do. Even though they don't have a great pass rush, they've been able to, you know, keep people from mauling them in the pass game. Uh, Baker Mayfield uh, threw four interceptions in the Cleveland game, and uh, Lamar Jackson only hit nine of twenty. So uh, the pass defense is holding up, even though the rush is not there for them. And Wagner, you know, one of the you know fun guys to watch in the league. He's you know, perennial pro bowler and so forth, but he's second in the league right now with 69 tackles. Uh, he um, 
is tied with Jordan Hicks from Arizona with 69. Blake Martinez from Green Bay leads the league with 76 tackles, and these are or the NFL.com tackle stats. And uh, surprising, uh, Devondre Campbell from Atlanta, uh, 63. He's the fourth leading tackler in the league. Uh, you know, he's kind of, you know, playing his game, having his game. Uh, I got Devondre kind of gets into that social media stuff. He's got to get out of that. I guess the, I guess the, the young kids are not going to get out of that. That's old folks keep telling them, hey, don't worry about that. That's not even real. But the uh, the folk, young folks love that stuff. So uh, he goes back at his fans if they criticize him. But he's uh, he's tackling at a high rate, 63. Uh, and we wanted to just throw that out there. We came across that when we were looking up Wagner. We knew he was at the top because he's always near the top and uh, leading the league in tackles. Uh, and is the heart and soul of this new Seattle defense. I don't know if they got a, a nickname or not. Uh, and then just back to DK Metcalf real quick. He did have four catches for 56 yards last week against the Ravens. Well, uh, shoot, tomorrow I'll be heading out to to practice. I think we have Coach Ken at 1230. And so, uh, yeah, I'm going on John Clayton's uh, podcast at noon. So, a uh, good friend, old Seattle guy. Uh, well, he's actually from Pittsburgh, but lived out in Seattle most of his professional life, long time ESPN. Uh, great, the professor. We're going on to talk with him in Seattle tomorrow. Series, the series record, the Seahawks lead the series 10 games to 6. That's the regular season mark, and uh, the Falcons uh, were 2-0 against the Seahawks in the playoffs, and I was there for both of those at the Georgia Dome. Hey, let's so uh, there we go. Offense, Russell Wilson's the key run game. Chris, yeah, Chris uh, Carson, the passing game, uh, Tyler Luckett, DK Metcalf. Return game, luck at punt and kickoff returner. Defense, uh, they got Clowney and uh, uh, Quentin Jefferson playing outside. So, you know, Caleb McGarry is going to go from, you know, Fowler to Clowney uh, in one week. And I'm sure they'll try to get the rookie together for that. Yeah, but the linebackers are the real deal here. Byron, uh, Brian Wagner, and K.J. Wright. So uh, that's a good look at the Seahawks here heading against Sunday, you know, and uh, you know they um, they lead the series ten to six here too. Now let's look at some of these units here, um, and man, you know the um, okay we've got it's a pretty good matchup here. Of course, the Falcons' net passing yards will be affected by whether Matt Ryan will go. But uh, that's still number two in the league at 299 a game. And the uh, Seattle pass defense is 19th at 249 a game. So that's 17. So they should be able to throw. But that's Matt Ryan, not Matt Schaub. So that we got to kind of temper that. Falcons run game is slipping. They're 29th now, 68.4 a, a game against Seattle's run defense, which is uh, gives up 108 yards a game, 17. Uh, so there may be some... Maybe some room available in there. Uh, points. The Falcons are 19th, giving up uh, 20. 
get back here. I got one of those crazy screens popping up. 20.7 a game. That's 19th in the league. And the uh, Seattle defense is uh, giving up 25.1 a game, which is 16th in the league. Uh, So, um, you know, advantage, probably Falcons offense right here. But that's with Matt Ryan. And these numbers are with Muhammad Sanu, too. So, We'll see the. Uh, I think they'll pick up. You know, I think it clears the way for Ridley to continue to grow. And the third down that Muhammad was catching, you've got um, Austin Hooper available now. He's a uh, you know a solid pro, one of the best tight ends in the league right now. Falcons going to try to figure out how to sign him allegedly. Uh, so that was part of that trade. So we'll see if uh, Schaub came right in and started getting the ball right to Hooper. So that's going to be uh, real easy to see. Uh, and then he'll have to click with Julio and Ridley. I fully expect him to play. No need to, no need to run Matt out there on a, a right high ankle sprain. But they want to um, you know, test it at the end of the week. So that's fine. Now let's look at the, um, this is the big one because you don't know what the Falcons uh, offense is going to be able to do in matching up against Seattle's defense, which is, you know, overall they got middle of the pack numbers, uh, uh, 16 points, 16 in total yards, 357 a game, uh, rushing 17th, 108, uh, passing 249, 19th, um, but there it is. That's going to be the key stat. I'm going to say that for the end. Um, to come back to that. Now let's look at Russell Wilson against the Falcons defense, which we saw some improvement last week, certainly in the run defense. Uh, certainly uh, on playing the long passes, they held the Rams uh, down as far as the chunk balls were concerned. They, only, they did get a 33-yarder to Everett, but that was about it. I know they've been trying to work on that. So the Falcons' uh, points, they're 29th in the league, giving up that 31.9, which is, you know, 32 points basically. Uh, 25.9 Seattle scoring, that's 12th in the league. So that's a, um, yeah, that's a differential. They score more points than the Falcons, no biggie there. Total offense, uh, Falcons giving up 387 Point seven, while Seattle is getting three ninety one point six. That's five to twenty seven, which says they'll be able to move the ball against the Falcons. Uh, the rush, the Falcons give up one hundred thirteen point seven a game, which is twentieth, and Seattle gets one hundred and twenty seven a game, which is twelve. So that's twelve to twenty. That's close. So hey. Falcons keep improving on defense. Maybe that works out for them. Passing game, Seattle is 264.6, which is 10th in the league, with the Falcons giving up 274, uh, which is 28th in the league. So that's more than 10 spots. Seahawks should be able to pass the ball on the Falcons. On Sunday, so they have an advantage. Both teams seem to have an advantage in the passing game. Uh, the Falcons should be able to handle the running game against Seattle. Seattle's defense uh, is giving up 108, uh, a game which is bottom half of the league. So you like that? 
so there's some some good matchups there. Uh, of course, Edo Smith has already been declared out. Brian Hill played, looked pretty good. It wasn't real real productive. Numbers didn't show on the stat sheet. Uh, two carries and two catches. So uh, Freeman and Hill will be the combo this week. Uh, be interesting to see if Quadri Allison is active with the uh, Falcons being down a running back. But, hey, the big stat here, um, the one that's going to turn this game is uh, the turnover differential. Seattle's been able to get it done. They're plus four. It's tied for fifth in the league. This probably explains their 5-2 and two record. Uh, I know they got some against Cleveland. And, uh, you know, they've been playing a lot of close games. So, But uh, if you get the turnovers and get your extra possession or two, that's uh, the key. And uh, the the Falcons, of course, are near the bottom, minus 8, uh, 29 in the league. Uh, so some ball hawkers are needed. Uh, they have to get some people to get their hands on the ball and get it out of there and, uh, um, you know, create some turnovers. If they can figure out that part of it, that would certainly help them. You know, if you're giving up all these yards and so forth, you need to start taking the ball off people some kind of way. But that's it here for the 155th episode of the Bowtie Chronicles podcast. Everything you need to know about the Atlanta Falcons. We looked at the Seahawks offense, defense, special teams, the series history, and the tale of the tape. Statistical breakdown of the Atlanta Falcons against the Seattle Seahawks. Take care and have a great rest of the week. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop store. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Bluestein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nygut are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.